astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Hello, Kate. Hello. <laughs> well, welcome to Libra season a few days early. Yeah, technically it starts right on the Coming up later this week, the 22nd. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we are a few days early, but oh my gosh, why not start talking about it? We um, are at the equinox, which is the tipping point between summer and fall. So definitely here in Las Vegas, we are starting to feel fall, which is really nice. Oh, that only translates as it's not a hundred degrees out, you know, it's right. in the nineties. That's what it means, but it feels fabulous. And there's a little bit of sense of, you know, fall in the air in the early morning and in the evening. So, you know, it's, it's a fun time in the desert here. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we talk about Libra season today, um, Libra is a cardinal sign, um, and it's an air sign, right? So they are active thinkers. Absolutely. And that symbol, we think of Libra and what do we immediately think about? We think of the scales of justice, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's an accurate, really a good accurate symbol of Libras. Um, you know, uh, that almost sometimes reminds me of the scales of justice. Like, you know, not all Libras are fair. Uh, not all Libras watch like suits or the good fight or work in the legal field. Right. Right. But I think there is some connection there. Don't you? Well, without introducing our guest yet, um, uh, our guest today, we worked together prior to the podcast today. And so obviously she's going to be a Libra, but it was just so interesting because when mom and I were talking prior to recording about, you know, them being kind of the legal side of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, I ran a team of massage therapists, estheticians and nail technicians. And she, our guest was one of probably eight estheticians and the group like collectively would send her <laughs> to come talk to me if there was something that they kind of all agreed on that needed to change or, oh, they didn't like a certain product. So it it was just interesting when you said like the legal thing, like whether they just knew she was articulate enough to get her point across, whether they knew that she would come not like full bearing fist, you know, that she'd be like, be able to compromise about like, okay, do you think we could reconsider this prod, you know, this product or something? But I do think that they, they're good people to speak up on behalf of something that's not fair or something that's not right. Oh, I totally agree. I think Libras in general are very good at rationalizing why they're doing something. They can give you a reason for it. They can explain it. They can defend their actions. So again, it kind of sounds like legal people, but they're not lawyers. These are people that just you know believe in something. And as you said, articulate well, or they can just convey some essence of this is important. This is a priority. So that's where we get that active thinker. 
not a passive thinker. Well, what do you think? Libras oftentimes, I think, get judged as they don't make decisions and they're all over the place, so to speak. I just don't see them in that regard. I see them as kind of, they have, uh, they're more active. They're more proactive on their, their choices, their decisions that they're making. Yeah. Well, I do hear a lot of Libras say like, oh, I'm a Libra. That's why I can't make a decision. I know. And, I hear that too. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I'm curious if that's because they don't see like a clear, like right or wrong. Like Could be. That, that they might be very like passive on things where it's like, do you want purple or blue? Well, there's no like fairness involved or there's no like, um, you know, like it's not for the better good. So maybe they can't be decisive there. But when it comes to, is someone being treated correctly? Is that fair? Is that right? Is that moral? Is that ethical? I think Libra is like, they have an opinion. Yeah, I think <laughs> they, so too. I yeah. totally agree. I yeah. totally agree. So that's just, it's an interesting battle about what Libra stands for. Yeah. Uh, but the second point I think is very obvious in that they, they crave some sort of beauty in their life. They need yeah. beauty. It's not a, it's not an option. It's not like, well, that would be nice but they have some sort of refinement and sometimes it's a, just a real specific aesthetic that they have, uh, right? The beauty, beauty's in the the eye of the beholder, right? So, uh, I mean, I can think of a Libra that I know that's a tattoo artist. She brings beauty. Does everyone line up outside the shop? No, but those that see the beauty in what she has, what her art is, they love her. Right. Well, Libra is ruled by Venus which is where that beauty and that refinement comes in. So even something like a pole dancer, right? That they bring beauty to what, what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just even artists that recycle, take garbage kind of, and make something beautiful out of it. That's very Libran. So again, they, they seek beauty. It may not be the classic, but they're, they're always looking for the refined image. Yeah. Well, I think you said something, um, like prior to the podcast about how Libras really need to like kind of stay away from kind of the ugliness of the world. And maybe that's why they throw themselves into art. And again, what it's not necessarily just painting with a paintbrush, but something that they see beauty in because they have to just tune themselves out. Like you mentioned, dad, like can't watch anything violent on TV. Oh yeah. No, Bill, my husband just, you know, turns it off that we can't do, we can't watch this, you know, and definitely anything like after eight o'clock at night. No, we can't watch anything because it disturbs his sense of sleep even. So that's, I never had met anyone that was that aware of that before I I met your dad. And uh, what the funnier side of it is that he has a great sensitivity to the pitch of voices so there'll be someone that will come on TV and he'll go, oh, my God, I can't stand that voice. You know, I can't stand to listen to her. Oh, if I was, you know, if I had to listen to her, I'd be, you know, I'd be so upset. And I thought, wow, I just didn't even have a think that way. I just think, oh, they got an interesting voice. I didn't think of it as being scratchy or irritating. Um, right. So anyhow, he's very sensitive for his ears. But that's just an example. He's a Libra. You know, can't stand someone who sings out of pitch, cannot stand it. Well, we'll have to ask our guest today if she maybe relates to some of those things about just emerging herself in bliss. So Libras see the potential of beauty around them, whether it's music, whether it's color, style, you know, even car design, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we have to dispel the myth about Libras being balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
you know what, it, it is the justice scales, so to speak, but they're trying to find balance. That's what those scales are doing. They're trying to find balance. So that implies that most Libras are out of balance right. <laughs> and they're seeking balance. So it, it, just from what we said, let's say they have a very stressful day. How are you going to balance that out? They want to come home to a beautiful home. Mm. That's the balance. I can tolerate this during the day because I'm coming home to this. So that's an example. They're seeking that. But I think that, yeah, I think it would make them more susceptible though, to like addiction as well, because like sometimes that bliss can come in the form of alcohol or food or drugs or something where they, you know, they're trying to overcorrect to balance. And that's where like that out of balance can then happen on the other side, (laughs) like that self-medication almost. But they also have an incredible ability to be in that overly ambitious state and then to, yes, then play hard on the weekends, play hard after hours, but they, they, they balance each other out and the scales go back and forth. Right. So very interesting, but I will say this when they find their juice, so to speak, when Libra's find what they really love, they are all in, right. They, they'll put hours into something, right. Find a hobby or have a topic that they love they're in. So they're, they're very, uh, until they find that they can be very detached. Right. So don't give up if you're a Libra, because <laughs> once you're in, you're in, you just need to find that passion. Right. So I think with that, it's time to introduce our guest. So um, it is our pleasure to introduce Melanie Schaefer today as our guest. She is also a podcast host um, for No Simple Road. She brings a matriarchal viewpoint to her male counterparts on a very lively podcast dedicated to live music. Uh, no Simple Road specializes in uh, this, the, fe- the festival scene and jam band community. And then in addition to podcasting, Melanie is a practitioner of the healing arts since 2003. That's where we met um, in 2009. And uh, she has a private practice and is always seeking out new and innovative ways to promote healing, community, and connection. So with that, Melanie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us today. It is a pleasure to be on Mom and Me Astrology Podcast, Kate and Mary. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I just gave a little introduction about you, but what would you like to say that kind of sums, sums you up? Well, I love, I love the introduction. Um, and yeah, uh, we met years ago, uh, back in 09, when I was starting my spa career inside the hotels and casinos. Prior to that, I was um, working in hotels and casinos, just not in the spa. Um, and recently moving, um, well, I guess six years isn't too recent, but moving from Las Vegas to Portland really kind of um, shuffled my life in ways that I never thought that I would see. And so the podcast is kind of a newer thing in my, um, in my career, but it is very um, forward right now. It is something that is taking the majority of our time and something that we are really happy to build. And I, I refer to we, cause it's, I'm in with my husband and my, um, our, our roommate. Um, but this is something I never saw myself being in. Um, and also something that I'm so comfortable in. So yeah. that is very unique to me. Like I, I would never picked this for myself yet. 
this is kind of like putting on a pair of your comfortable sweats and like enjoying, you know, like a sit on the a couch with, you know, your favorite warm beverage. It really feels like um, it was, I was meant to do it. Wow. And you've been, I mean, you've been podcast, you said it's new, but I mean, I know at least two years you've been running your podcast. Um, actually, I mean, I, I guess I'm saying new, but I, okay. maybe my time tables <laughs> is really just off. Um, We've been podcasting since the summer of 2017. And oh so it's God. not that new. Yeah. Um, wow. I guess I just say new. I see, I'm seeing it with fresh eyes. I, you know, when, when I say new, maybe I'm thinking of the way that I see it. I see it newly now. Okay. Um, and so I'm referring to it as new because my fervor and my excitement for it has, has only um, ignited not really quelled since we've done this. I would say it started with a slow flame and now it's like a, a, a roaring fire. Okay. Wow. Awesome. That's exciting. That's and very you, exciting. so your podcast focuses on music. Yes. Right. Which we can talk about Libra from that standpoint. And what about, do you, do you mind if we start talking about the poetry piece no. that you're incorporating into your podcast? No, not at all. So no simple road, um, teamed up with a musician, um, also, he's a, a curandero, which, um, and he's also a scientist. So this gentleman, um, uh, Jeff Firewalker Schmidt, came into our lives um, from No Simple Road as, you know, his agent reached out to us and put us in, in connection. And he had a project using poetry and uh, music. And after our show, after he came onto our show and, and we talked about what his project was, he reached out to us and asked if we would um, be interested in hosting a podcast um, that dealt with poetry and, and children and the youth. And so the idea is to have, um, well, the, the fully fleshed out version is to have a podcast as well as um, a TV series it's a six episode series um on a new uh ubc channel um a friend of his has coming up in february and this um six episode series is going to take the original works of the youth um 27 and younger and after the poet submits their original work we get together with some um, pretty um, highly known um, jazz musicians, uh, Jeff John Modeski, and um, we have someone named Vernon Reed, who's he was in Living Color. Lots of um, beautiful musical guests um, to kind of reimagine what the poem is, and so the the point is is to really put give the youth a platform to talk about poetically what is happening and what is going on in their in their generation today what issues are important to them and what do they feel like is important for us to know and after we reimagine that that work we um, have a roundtable discussion in podcast form and it'll include not just the poet but the musicians um, the hosts of no simple road including myself and then we ask the poet what one person alive has had an impact on you and what, who would you want to most talk to? And so we work on getting that person there so that it can kind of be a complete thought. Here we have the youth pouring their heart out in poem wise, talking about their issues. And then we have an entire elders council 
to lift them up and and whether it's going to create any resolve or not is not the point. It's just to have their voices heard. That's amazing. That, that is wild. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited for that project. And Mary, it, thank you. It is, a, it honestly, is it's one of the things that I'm it's in your chart. I mean, I'm yeah. serious here. You have, can I, Kate, do you mind if I nope. jump into your chart? Yep. Yep. You know, you've got series on your moon. Okay. That's interesting. That represents a mother. Okay. Mother image, but not the kissy, huggy mother. It represents <laughs> the facilitating mother. What do you yeah. guys need? Okay. You need shoes. I'll get shoes. You know, you need food. I'll get food, you know, but you're listening. Yours. This is all in the eighth house in your chart. That's deep. That's the psychology. That's getting deeper with people. What do you really need, right? Mm-hmm. And and I felt I need my voice heard. I need to be seen, right? I need my words to be honored. So right. that I can see this project is it's it's you facilitating, giving an individual child someone without a voice. Let's face it. A, a chance to speak and to be heard. Very yeah. validating. And of course, your chart would say life-changing work for that child. Yeah. Right. I thought the other interesting thing was, is because Melanie, I met in a very structured environment mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, yes. right? In the hotel, there were points, you had to be there at a certain time. Um, and you had mentioned like, you know, since you moved to Portland, it's been like this huge change. Obviously you're self-employed now, um, how far we've come, Mel. <laughs> um, but you know, in her chart, she has Uranus, Mars, Venus, all in her sixth house opposing Chiron. And I know that is a mouth load that I just gave, but it does suggest that Mel, you would do better in self-employment yeah. and that although you might strive, um, in corporate positions that you might feel stifled or very controlled. And so there is that need for that freedom. With it opposing Chiron, again, I would think that you need to be outdoors. I mean, you need to be in the healing sector, of course, when we see the Chiron, but like you need to be outdoors. And again, just speaking from experience, living in Vegas my whole life, I would think maybe Vegas stifled you a little bit because there is that need to connect. Now, when we say outdoors, that could be just walking outside, that could be having a great view, that could be eating more fruits and vegetables out of the yard, right? But there's a need to connect with nature in your chart and that you thrive under that environment. I'll say definitely um, when I lived in Las Vegas, I mean, I have an uncanny ability to deal with any situation in the sense, like if it's crappy, I can deal with it. If it's amazing, I can deal with it. If it's medial, I can deal with it. (laughs) So when I wasn't living in Las Vegas, I didn't see any quote unquote problem with my living Mm -hmm. because I, I made the best of it. However, when you have something else to compare to, you know, I moved away and went to Oregon and here I'm surrounded by trees and Mm -hmm. water and, you know, nature in a way that is unlike Las Vegas. And I, I realized just how much I had been um, missing that kind of outdoors. I didn't realize what an effect it would have on me when I moved here. Since then, I when anytime we travel, I am so excited to get back home because <laughs> of that outdoors feels almost like indoors in, in Oregon. It, it feels just as comfortable outdoors as it, it, at least for me. Yeah. 
That makes sense with your chart. I think the other thing too, is that, you know, we rattled off a bunch of things that Mel does. She is into podcasting. She um, is into the healing arts and she's a Gemini rising, you know, so anyone that's a Gemini rising listening might also feel like they can have their hand in many different pots at once. And sometimes it's hard to come up with a clear, like, oh, I'm an astrologer or I'm an accountant, right? It's like, well, how much time do you have for me to list off all the things that I'm good at or all the things that I do? Because it naturally gives you that duality. Yes. I I have a, you're right, Kate. I I do writing a resume is like pulling a tooth that isn't ready to come out for me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's just, it's just trying to condense everything. Um, in, in words that people can understand, but when you're reading it, it's not, doesn't sum up what I do. And so I almost always have my husband write a resume for me. One, cause it's great for someone else to do it, but two, it's hard for me to pull out um, exactly what I do and how I do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you do have a rebel thought about your chart that Uranus <laughs> is on top of the Mars. Uranus, by the way, is podcasting. And yours is fortified with Mars. So it is interesting the way you said you kind of stumbled into it, that you that wasn't the plan, that wasn't a lifelong dream. Mars Uranus is oftentimes things that just pop up on the road, unexpected. Accidents. And also what I really like about what you're doing is, and you mentioned it in your when you you know did a little summary about what you're doing, you said you brought a matronly, not matronly, matriarchal kind of feel to a show that's two guys right your husband and and roommate um and that's what's interesting because your chart says that you might do well in environments that would be more more masculinized Mm -hmm. more you know men might dominate uh and this uranus mars gives you that ability to kind of break in break into the boys club so to speak you know and i never thought about this but you know music even though we think it as a feminine thing, it really is dominated by men, right? Yeah. We yeah, have, like, yeah. It's specifically in, in the um, jam band scene, yeah. um, there is, I can't think of one jam band that's a woman, um, you know, have, have com- all women in it. There's one that I can now that I said that, that's an offshoot of like a Grateful Dead uh, female band. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that I can think of. And in this field, there are female players, you know, maybe right. guitarists or vocalists. Right. But this industry is dominated by men. And the one thing that I hear um, from men about our show is that they appreciate the female touch and of, of course other females will say that too but oh, yeah. men specifically say that in this dominated field well you know and this just plays it more into your chart because right. everyone's got a venus in their chart but yours is out of bounds and again i'm not going to go technically what that's about but it's unusual and an out of bounds venus for a woman uh, with your the degree that you have it is all about this idea of kind of a tricky area going into an area that not other women might go into. So again, it repeats, it kind of doubled downs on this Mm. idea of getting involved in more male dominated conversations, expressing yourself. Uh, And it oftentimes represents people that might say, 
oh, wow, you know, you did really good in there. We thought you were going to get slaughtered. And, you know, again, not that I know it's a friendly podcast and everything. Again, <laughs> right. Your opinion might be in the minority, I assume. I don't Absolutely. Know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, where the guys are running off stats and names and numbers, I'm talking about the floral aspects of it and how fun it was. And um, I, I bring a lot more uh, headiness to it, if you will. Yeah. 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 Well, and something that we haven't said on this episode, at least like Mel, these are lifelong themes. So this is not just in regards to the podcast, like we are talking about it as being very relevant, but I think something else about that out of barn, out of bound Venus is that it's all about her being able to travel through very difficult situations, almost with ease or doing things that other people wouldn't do or wouldn't know how to handle. And so when you look at, you know, your life as a whole, you know, you probably have gotten a lot of feedback of like, oh my gosh, how did you get through that? How did you do that? How did you end up here, even though you experienced that? So it kind of ties in nicely to what you said earlier about, even if it's a crappy situation, I can deal with it. Whereas she some people, said she said she that, said yes. it. Yeah. yeah. And that's her Venus. Like it's mm-hmm. in her chart saying she'll go there. She'll do it. She'll overcome the odds where it could have taken someone else down. Mm. Yes, I, I definitely feel that. And to be honest, um, it, it has to be celestial because I don't know where I get the strength sometimes. I just know that it's available to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, can we pair, throw something else in here? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Lilith. Now, oh. Lilith, we all have some maybe image of what Lilith is, but let's just use simple language. St- very strong woman who knows how to, and I'm going to use the word seduce, don't want you to think just sexually, seduce, tease, get something that she wants, so to speak. So because she doesn't give up, she pushes, pushes, pushes. Well, you have a very dominant Lilith in your chart. I'd be very curious if you would even, I'm going to ask you a question. You may not want to answer it, but do people say no to you? I do have an uncanny ability. Like if you want something that you know how to go, and ask for it or get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't mind answering this. Um, I don't get no very often. And I, I have one silly example and you'll love this. Okay. I had just finished esthetician school and I was working as a valet in Las Vegas at the Mirage hotel. Oh, good gig. That's right. Masculine area. Yep. And my manager at the time was going to be, um, I had just finished esthetician school and I wanted to transfer into the spa. And that Mm -hmm. is, if anyone's from Las Vegas, they know the inner workings of hotels. It's not very easy to do things like this. Mm -hmm. Well, I I went to my male boss and I told him, Hey, I'm done with school and I want to get off of running and I want to be in the spa and I need you to help me. And he was like, okay, sure. And I was like, no, I'm done with school. Here's my life. You know, I just kind of pushed that subject. But the funniest thing was one day I was outside running and I saw my boss happen to walk by and he happened to see the the spa boss walk by, which was Chuck at the time. Chuck. Yes. Shout out to Chuck. My (laughs) boss stopped Chuck and said, you're going to hire this girl and I don't care what you need to do to do it. And he looked at my boss and was like, I can't do that. You know that I can't do that. And he's like, you're going to do it. 
<laughs> and I, you know, in the middle of this is like, I'm running for someone's car. So I had to eventually right. leave, but you know, I ended up working at the spa that Chuck said that I, he couldn't do that. And so it was just one of those funny things that like, oh, that's a great story. You said seduce. And yes, I definitely will use my, you know, that I, I don't know if it's, it's sexual sometimes it's yeah. just the appeal. No. It, yeah. It's the, you know, it's just appeal. Um, and it's men and women alike. It's not about um, appealing to a certain gender. Like you said, um, Mary, sexually necessarily. It's more like just knowing how to ask for something properly mm-hmm. and, and emotionally to get yes. your, to get what you need. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's something that you exude as well. You know, I mean, obviously you guys can't see Melanie. She's beautiful. You know, you can wear, yeah, you can wear anything and still like it looks she's like you're a, like a model cap on today and she's gorgeous i know exactly <laughs> if i look if i had a baseball cap you guys like is she homeless like yeah so honestly she you exude it thank so, you ladies i appreciate that but you know um i learned young and again some of these lessons i don't know necessarily it, as the more you clearly talk about my chart and how it like repeats as we get older and so you don't know these things as a as a youngster but you know I've always felt like I was going to get what I needed or wanted and I didn't never know how it would happen I never may you know maybe some signs or some other people may have visions of things like they'll see you know the right timing I just know it instinctively and I just it's never really that I have to push either it just kind of occurs yeah that's, that's amazing, but it, it shows, shows, shows how unique each of us really are. Right. Yeah. So Mel, do you have a favorite part about your astrology chart? Well, you know, you got, I got to thinking about it and I really do love being a Libra. Like if I could look at any other sign or symbol in the Zodiac, I was always proud of being Libra because one, it wasn't a, a person or or an animal and so I always thought that that was so unique I thought that I was like kind of like a superpower like (laughs) if I can't fit into one thing then you can't tell what I am you know like if if I was a Capricorn well everybody would see that you know and refer to me as that or if I was a Pisces a fit whatever but a Libra you can't really put in a box and you can't really explain it and I feel that that's uh, you you were two ladies were talking about the um, indecisiveness and the indecision of some Libras Um, and Kate you mentioned maybe it's because it's not like black and white like if it's a decision between like a purple or blue well that's that's you know preference yep yeah that's that's like you know oh what what could be better I don't know whatever you think you know but Mm -hmm. really the indecision for me comes from I I want to pick it so right. And I can see anything being right. So what is right in this specific situation? My, I will never have just like a closet answer. Yes. No, I, I don't do that. I, I can't do that. <laughs> and in my life, I can't just be agreeable or not. Like I, I, I don't just take sides to take sides. That's not how I do things. Yeah. Yeah. Very logical in your in your decision making yeah I have a lot of you know um, the rising the Gemini rising and and the Libra really um 
after I had a reading um, a while back from you on, on our show, oh, yeah. I really got to understand a lot of my um, flightiness as in, in thought. I, I definitely can be the kind of person who can be focused on a task and then immediately get sidetracked by anything. Um, <laughs> So I do know how to focus, but I do also know how to get sidetracked. And so that these kinds of things have really helped me understand how and why I think the way that I do, where before I thought I was a little bit tortured. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, Libra and Gemini are both air signs. So without even getting into all the other placements, you do have heavy air in your chart, which can, it can put you in your head. It can make you a little bit more, okay. Is she in the clouds? Like, is she here? Right. Cause you might be just over-processing things in your head. Um, so I think you just make a great point is like so many people associate astrology, with just like, Oh, woo, or oh, what the future is going to have, but there's such a, a piece of self-awareness, self-understanding, like you said, being able to recognize this is a lifelong theme. This wasn't just a fluke. This wasn't just because my parent was a certain way that it really is, you know, deep into the astrology yeah. chart. So if you could leave our listeners with anything, how to get in touch with you, what you'd like them to do, how they can contact you, um, maybe how they can submit poetry even to uh, your podcast, what would you like to leave the listeners with? Yeah, so um, I would say if you're in the Portland area and you want to have a fantastic transcendental relaxing treatment, you can follow me um, at or, um, my website for that is Mello, M-E-L-O, Schaefer, S-C-H-A-F-E-R 12 at gmail.com. And that's where you can find me for treatments, um, waxing, all kinds of beautification stuff and, you know, spiritual um, things as well with the podcast, um, no simple That is a, our, our baby <laughs> that yeah. we have nursed and nurtured for the past, um, five years. And it has, you know, um, musicians, artists, um, writers, um, astrologers, things, um, it, you know, I like to say that it's a lifestyle and music centric podcast. Um, but there's so much more to it that I just, you know, everybody just go listen if you're interested. And then our last project that we're dealing with or that we're doing is um, No Simple Disruption. And that is our poetry project for the youth. And we are accepting submissions through nosimpledisruption.com. And if you are a teacher or maybe an art teacher or somebody who is involved with children and um, poetry or writing, creative writing, please reach out to us because this is going to be an on, we would like this to create an ongoing series. And so we want the youth, like you kind of said, Mary, that to have a voice, like one person in this world that has something beautiful or maybe harsh to say a reality and that we can kind of turn this music and this poetry into something that will pierce our hearts for the better so that again is um www.nosimpledisruption.com and um yeah if you um are so inclined uh, listen to the show reach out um hit me up on the um, internet mellow shake 12 um at gmail.com and 
Thank you so much, ladies. This has been so eye-opening. You've been fabulous. You've been fabulous. Really enjoyed chatting with you. Love to hear about the poetry. And also, I like that better understand the No Simple Road. I understand now a little bit better about it. Um, And uh, you're fabulous. (laughs) We'll have to tell Tyler. Tyler. We'll have to tell Tyler, my brother, Libra as well. He's a music teacher, elementary music elementary music school teacher here in Las Vegas. So maybe he might have some students that have some submissions for you. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. I would, I can send over information for you after we are done here, but thank you so much for this ladies. Like I, I'm admire your show. I listen to it religiously. I've learned so much from it and from my chart and from my children's chart. So I just want to say thank you for helping me have a better insight on all of my my behind the scenes oh well thank you so much okay take care okay we'll talk to you guys next week bye hey before you go i wanted to touch base about mom and me's upcoming class called spells and cures for wealth and clarity this is definitely inspired by halloween but i can assure you this isn't all witches and cauldrons mom and me are going to be sharing our favorite and most powerful tips and tricks to jumpstart your life whether you're interested in clarity wealth relationships or knowledge mom and me are going to give you these simple easy to use tricks most of them don't even cost anything and you'll be able to apply them right after the class if you're interested the link is in the bio it is via zoom so it is open to all of our listeners and followers hope to see you there Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.